0: Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I'm gonna fight your fucking ass! You don't got, you're your are playing touch butt with that dork in the park. Ah, uh, there's a little snake in the grass. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No, fucking Jesus, people. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody.
1: Hey, Tosi, are you still there?
0: I'm back. Who the fuck is that guy? Break out the red panties. Well, rich baby. I would like to introduce...
1: Welcome to the MMA for Money show episode 38. In this show, we will talk about the event coming to the UFC Apex. Yes, we are finally out of Florida and back into Las Vegas at the UFC Apex. What they wanted to do this whole time, we're there. I am Bob Boss, your favorite garbage man. At Ma State of Mind on Twitter. Here with Mike Copenhaver. You can find him at Don't Cope, Just Win. Also follow the show on Twitter at
0: Ma4Money Show. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, man. Stoked to be talking about some UFC that's going to go on this weekend. You know they gave us those three events in a row and then they cut us off and it just it hurts, man. So can't wait to see some combat go down and some people get knocked out. Well, it's Wednesday, so you know what that means. The MA4 Money Show
1: is here. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, RSS Feed. We are also on YouTube for both full length shows as well as smaller tidbits to get your quick fix. Subscribe, and you will never miss an episode. Like, comment, and share to spread the word to your burgeoning follower accounts. Now, we are going to go over UFC Fight Night Woodley vs. Burns or UFC Apex or UFC Las Vegas. The advertising machine that is UFC has not quite gone on where their hashtag will be, but you know what? We're going with UFC Apex. We're going to do some quick picks on these earlier fights and the ones that we like and or love because there's at least one or two on here that we absolutely love. We're going to go a little bit more in-depth on. First off, Chris Gutierrez. He is a minus one-fifth favorite versus Vince Morales. He is minus 105. Mike, got anything specific on this fight or you just want to do a quick pick?
0: Uh, not nothing specific, but I'd go with Chris Gutierrez. He just seems to be a little bit meaner and uh, has a little bit more XP. I agree with
1: Mike. I'm on Chris Gutierrez here. On him as a pick, not not a bad I, I've liked what I've seen from him uh, here at Bantamweight, although I think I remember this fight being up at Featherweight. A lot of these weight classes for these uh, fights are a little bit odd given the fact that it's short notice so they're a little bit all over the place not necessarily fighting in people's normal weight class but um, with Mike I am picking Chris Gutierrez now we're going to go into a fight here we talked about we we love some fights there's some fights in here that we love for a couple different reasons I'm going to throw it to Mike first because Mike is the one that came at me hard with this one and you know what I completely agree with him I'm seconding him and we're going to bet on this one for sure so next up we have Casey Kenny he is a Minus two seventy favorite versus Lewis Smolka, who is
0: plus two twenty. Now, Mike, tell me about this fight. Uh man, well, this fight's gonna be super, super exciting. Uh, even though with Smolka getting his ass beat, it's gonna be a, a great match match to watch. Casey Kenny has developed an amazing mixed martial arts game, and he's he's still really young. He has uh, really good striking, and he's got the thing that I that matters to me most, and that's heart and determination and grit. So, you know, he fought Marab uh, Davashelli, or however you say it, last time, and Rob's an absolute animal. Yeah, there's literally no one that can put out almost more than that old man, um, and he's not that old, but he's definitely older than his kids, so he's going to be old man. And so Casey Kenny uh learned a lot in that fight. He he's been he got pushed harder than he ever been pushed himself. And he's gonna come in here and absolutely smash Smoker. smoka has been mentally weak in the past. He's talked about it many times. He's also talked about he's been drunk so many times or blacked out drunk that he doesn't remember what happens. Well, he might be blacked out, knocked out when uh Casey Kenny whoops his ass. So that's why we're gonna be putting down the rare max bet on Casey Kenny to whoop Louis Smoker's ass and get you guys that money. This is going to be an
1: absolute wrestle-fest. Louis Smolka loves to be in the scrambles, but as he goes in scrambles, he puts himself in bad positions, and I just see Casey Kinney just pinning his body flat, not giving him room to move, if anything, just flailing. And he might even get himself open to get a sub, meaning Casey Kinney here, because the type of positions that Louis Smolka puts himself in, he gives up his back to advanced position, and just an all-around... Just a crazy scramble, but like a, a not defensively savvy and smart scramble. So I really, 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 really like, you know what, screw it. We love Casey Kinney in this spot. It's a little steeper than we typically go, but we got plenty more uh, bets on this card including an underdog and a near even money thing to help balance it out so if you're a little bit nervous laying the big money you can back off but we are very very confident in Casey Kinney here so yes we have a 5 unit max bet on Casey Kinney at the minus 270 next up we have Jamal Hill he is a minus 125 favorite against Clidson Abreu at plus 105 now this is a very much testing kind of prospect situation uh, he, they're at light heavyweight they're both early on in their UFC careers I mean Abreu really needs a win here um, he's I mean he beat Sam Alvey, which is which is great I, I suppose but uh, the split decision his last time out against uh, Shamil, can I pronounce his last name Gazmatov, and looking bad against Ankalayev earlier oh man he's got some skills there he absolutely does they threw him into the deep end fast uh, against some other prospects i really like jamal hill um i would like him to get a bit more experience before i'm willing to put some money on him He's this is one of those situations, scenarios where if he was plus money i would absolutely bet it but in terms of right now it's just a pick i'm gonna say that the sweet dreams jamal hill uh keeps his undefeated
0: record going mike how are you feeling about this light heavyweight matchup oh man well this is going to be a super exciting matchup between these two guys both of them have a lot of heart and they're going to throw some heavy hands and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch but i really feel like jamal hill has a little, uh, more length and more reach and he's just going to be overall bigger which will cause a, a lot of problems for him and i i think that jamal hill he's also never been knocked out so he means he has a strong chin uh klitson abreu he's been knocked out i believe two times in his uh, mixed martial arts career and i know it hasn't been recently but it just means that that chink is in his armor it's Still there, and at the upper echelon of the sport, you're gonna get knocked out again. So I'd put my money on Jamal Hill for him to TKO KO Klitsenbourg. Jumping around a little
1: bit in order here, minor oversight on my part. Brandon Royval is a plus 145 underdog versus one-time flyweight contender Tim Elliott. He is minus 165. Sorry for the misprint on the odds there in the notes Mike but uh you, you add numbers wrong sometimes <laughs> um, this is an, a very very difficult first fight in the UFC uh for Brandon Royville he was supposed to fight in the contender series but hey UFC needs bodies right now so he's in there against Tim Elliott who has wildly more not just experience but up upper class upper level experience than he does obviously Elliot is not what he once was, but he still should roll here. Uh, the odds are as close as they are because Elliot hasn't looked that good, and on, and, and Royville has um, other than the huge degree in who they've fought. Um, there could be an upset here. Who knows if Elliot has actually fallen off that dramatically, but for a pick, I would, I would go Elliot here just from the the, the, things, the things I know for certain about him. Mike, how are you feeling about this flyweight fight?
0: Oh, man. Well, anytime Tim Elliott fights, it's definitely going to be exciting because he's going to put on a pretty decent performance. And I I really feel like that Tim Elliott has more experience and he's been through the ringer with so many of these upper echelon guys. He's learned so much and I just don't see how, how he's going to keep up with Tim Elliott and all he's learned and the cardio that he's developed for three plus rounds. Tim Elliott is is really good. I don't Brandon Royville armbard his last opponent, and uh, you know the dude was twenty nine and eighteen. So it's like, who's that and what is that? So I, I really don't take any merit to what he's done. I need to see him perform, and so I'm going with the OG like I usually do. And uh, Tim Elliott would be the OG in this spot, so I'd take him. We always are
1: one hundred percent blunt and honest on this show, and I will bluntly and honestly say I do not know the next two guys fighting I will give you some brief information on both half in jest and half serious and I will make a pick but do not take this one overly seriously as I do not have much experience with either one of these guys so Billy Corantio uh, is the minus 155 favorite he's fighting against Spike Carlisle also known as the Alpha Ginger extra bonus points for that name um they are I believe both making their UFC debuts never mind not the alpha ginger either way um really I got I got much to get not much on here I'm gonna pick the alpha ginger because the name and his current UFC photo looks like he should be wearing like a fancy suit and having a cocktail in New Orleans talking with all kinds of accent I don't know if any of that's even remotely true but I'm enjoying the visual, so again, with almost no information backing yet, I'm going to go with the Alpha Ginger. Mike, do you have anything specifically on either of these guys, since I clearly do not?
0: No, man, I, I really don't even know who either of these guys are. I've never heard of them. i never heard of them being hyped up, and uh, I I have no clue why this matchup's coming, but it's we're going to see what one of them's about, so uh, I hope it's fun because it, it just is blah.
1: From what I have heard about them, it should be a fun, entertaining fight. Again, other than you might want some dog juice, don't follow my pick on that one, though. It's just going by names, look, and just sheer entertainment value. (laughs) Next up, uh, the first female fight of the night. We have Antonia Shevchenko, who is minus 135 favorite, versus Caitlin Chikagian, who is plus 115. I'm very, very surprised by this line. Um, I do think it could be close because they are both predominantly strikers. Chikagin does have a better ground game, a more well-versed ground game. I don't know what's the difference between this Shevchenko and her sister, I guess, from what I know of their history, is although the dominant champion sister both did ground and competed in mma all throughout antonia here pretty much stuck with just muay thai and obviously transitioned later even though she is the older sister in this mix here caitlin Chagan, it obviously didn't look great uh in her title bid but i just think she's all around better here i do think she's the better more versed striker Yes, it's going to be a lot of grunting and loud noises as this fight goes off, either from the corner or from the actual fight fighters themselves. I actually really, really like in here, especially at dog money. Um, obviously, this fight is likely to go to decision. I mean, the ghost decision right now with 490. So I guess if you want to get real specific on one of these fighters for a little bit of extra juice. But you know what? We're going to bet Chikigian straight here at plus 115. I, I, just, I think she has... A really good chance here. It, it may be close, but I think it's going to be clear for Chukagian. Mike, do you follow my sentiment? Are you here with me?
0: Or do you think that Shevchenko-Light might actually do something? I mean, no, man. Shevchenko-Light is not going to do something. We all talked about this. There's only one good sibling when there comes to a pairs in the UFC or in MMA, and she's not it because Valentina's the itched. So I think that Chukagian has equal if not better striking at boxing than Antonio. And I know for sure that Antonio is not a Renzo Gracie brown belt. There's no way that Shevchenko wants to be on the ground with a brown belt from Henzo Gracie team. I don't see why they are even in in the same realm on the ground. Striking, yes, it could be very very even, but on the ground, I, I see it clearly for Chukagin. I think that this is a rare chance where Chukagin could show off her jujitsu and maybe get a submission, which she's never really done. I don't I, I don't believe. And I just I think she's far superior, so I, I think that the right play would be Chu by decision. I see her her winning it nine times out of ten, and uh, we'll see this weekend. But I definitely and we're putting down that one unit bet because uh, it's well worth that money and the experience of Caitlin Chukagian and that brown belt jiu jitsu.
1: Next up we have Mackenzie Dern is a massive minus four thirty favorite against Hannah Cyphers who's plus 345. This this is a very clear let's get Mackenzie Dern more wins. Let's market Mackenzie Dern. We need to give her a win. Um after all, she's coming off a loss, but you got to give her a win cuz that cachet. Um she did lose last time I was against Amanda Rebus, and actually, uh, Mike, feel free to jump in here if I remember right. Didn't you bet Amanda Rebus versus Mackenzie during that fight?
0: Yes, we did. We had uh, Rebus all day winning.
1: That's what I thought. Um, so we actually called that one. So awesome! <laughs> I could have sworn, but it's it's going far far enough. Ago. This is going back to uh, uh, October, so we, we've had quite a few months since then, but that was a quick fight for Mackenzie Dern post having a baby. Um, there was actually a surprise if she would make weight, um, if, she, if she was coming back too fast, and I do think she was coming back too fast. Even if she didn't, Amanda Rebus could have likely got the victory there. I guess we will never know uh, unless they rematch down the line, but Mackenzie Dern came back too fast, got that loss. She had a two cancel bouts they were supposed to happen on the same day uh, in April, uh, one of which is Hannah Ciphers. They, they really wanted to get McKenzie during that bounce back win. So they're making this fight happen. They absolutely are making this fight happen. These odds absolutely reflect it. Um, nothing against Hannah Ciphers. She's strong. She absolutely is. She like, physically wise. Um, but just skill for skill. Mackenzie Dern's gonna get a sub at some point. I I, I don't see why not. Uh, she does have a little bit of hands, although her uh, striking defense is somewhat suspect. Hannah Cyphers, I mean, she has a submission loss to Jillian Roberts. She it, she's been finished two times after that uh, by strikes, um, by Angela. I mean, we like Angela Hill a lot, but she's not a devastating finisher. I mean, the other finish was to uh, Macy Barber, which makes a little bit more sense, but... I don't know she's a tough out she's strong um if Mackenzie Dern wasn't as high caliber of a submission artist and was just adequate I mean black belt for sure but adequate uh, I might want to take the dog money because Hannah Cyphers is just strong enough to keep her off of her and maybe land something good and uh, or just pin against the fence but I don't know I think this is kind of Mackenzie Dern does whatever she wants whenever she gets a hold of her so I guess she might get her coming in but no bet Whatsoever, This is way too steep for something to possibly happen, but uh, pick Mackenzie Dern by whatever method she wants. I'll say, mm, I'll just go uh, rear naked choke. Simple RNC. Uh, Mike, to make this more interesting, uh, like I went with here, since we, I would assume you're with me on Mackenzie Dern for the pick, not for the bet, but for the pick, uh, say how you think she'll finish it. Like submission or what submission type, or I guess even TKO. Where
0: do you think it's going to happen? Oh man, well Mackenzie Turns definitely can whoop this chick's ass and her, she's a McKenzie turns a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Hannah Cyphers is a purple belt. They're they're two total different worlds when you're in the jiu jitsu game and if anyone's rolled on the ground and as a purple belt with a black belt it's it's not close. So I don't see it being close. I I... I I want to say Mackenzie Dern's going to win by sub, right? But that's that's too obvious and too blatant. So I, I feel like she's going to get her in a bad position on the ground and end up landing damaging elbows or strikes uh, that will cause the ref to stop it, and it will uh, you know th- throw everyone off in the sense of they wanted a sub and it will be a TKO okay KO on the ground when she could have subbed her if she wanted. Well, as of right
1: now, those odds are not released. Strictly, goes to decision, the over the under everything like that is out but we do not have anything for specifically uh tko but if you're starting to lean that way towards mike it might be worth it because currently uh inside the distance uh is minus 188 so you're already getting quite a bit below what her odds are is at the minus 430 and i would only assume it's not out yet but i would only assume that by tko ko would be in the plus 200 or higher range and sub would likely be minus 150 somewhere in there that might be wildly off but i would see as TKOKO being at decent plus money not crazy but decent plus money if you're having that inkling like my who knows maybe it'll be crazy high you never know with oddsmaker sometimes but the finish can come <laughs> next up we have brock weaver he is a plus 260 underdog uh, for those of you who might be shocked given that he had been such a huge favorite in the past. He is fighting Roosevelt Roberts at minus 320. Roosevelt Gogeta Roberts. Not sure if that is a Dragon Ball Z reference or if that is just an abbreviation for something. I'm going to go with the Dragon Ball Z reference because I am a nerd like that. Well, Brock Weaver uh, is coming off getting... A victory? Um he got illegally need and ended up with the victory in another fight that he was a dramatic favorite in. Um I think people are starting to realize he might not have the exact chops we all thought he was going to. Um he just uh, I can't remember who I heard the breakdown, but I heard a breakdown from somebody that said as much as people like him, he does not have the talent or the resume that warranted so many people being so high on him. He had a lot of split decisions, not an overly great finisher, got finished a lot earlier in his career, and he was good on a win streak, but it wasn't a overly impressive win streak. I mean, he does have a, a decision loss in bare knuckles to Joe Riggs, but um, yeah... Um, People were super high on him. I wasn't high on him. I picked him, I believe, in his debut, thinking that he had hype behind him but not knowing much about him. Uh, I have seen Roosevelt Roberts uh, fight a few times within the UFC. I have been impressed with what I have seen. Um, I think he has more tools. uh, And I actually do think he will get a finish here. As Brock has shown, he's susceptible to dangerous positions. And I just like... Uh, roosevelt roberts finishing instinct uh no bet uh at the minus 320 for roosevelt roberts but that is my pick mike how are you feeling about roosevelt roberts
0: versus brock weaver well, man, this should be a, a pretty exciting fight if uh, Roosevelt Roberts shows up the way that I think that he can. Um, he, he's super, he's young, he's long, he's talented, and when he wants to be deadly, he can be. It's just, he's one of those guys, that it, does he want to turn it on or not? Um, he's fought some some really tough guys, and he's won versus some, and he's lost versus uh, one tough guy named Vince Pichol, who's from my hometown. It, that's a super tough dude. So uh, Roosevelt Roberts has everything to win this fight um Brock Weaver definitely is not the superior mixed martial artist the only way that I could see Brock Weaver possibly winning a fight is if he wrestle fucks Roosevelt every round for three rounds and it's absolutely the most boring thing you've ever seen that's really the only way that I could see it going the other way but I would go with uh, the Roosevelt Roberts by TKO KO um any way he wants to do it versus Brock Weaver it's going to be super stoked now, the next fight
1: has a little bit of sadness. Um, we were going to see a rebound fight. I guess not a rebound fight because he won his last fight. Kevin Holland was going to step in and fight Daniel Rodriguez at 170. Um, you might be asking, what? He's middleweight. And long time, at least within the UFC, middleweight. But. For a long time before that he actually fought at Welterweight. Um but as of today, I believe I think it was this morning, possibly yesterday morning, we ended up with an injury. Although I'm my nose is going off thinking that he just wasn't gonna end up making weight. And rather than upset the UFC brass on not making weight, man he's injured. Rats. I mean As bad as that sounds, that's the smart thing to do, because if you miss weight and you miss weight bad, the UFC has a tendency to either blackball you, uh, make you wait for another fight, or your next matchup is substantially harder than it was supposed to be to try to get you in a a loss. So I think he backed out because of that. I was actually really excited uh, him versus Daniel Rodriguez. Um, his odds were a bit crazy. Uh, originally he was supposed to be uh, Kevin Holland was supposed to be a minus two twenty favorite over Daniel Rodriguez at, pl- at the plus one eighty. I wouldn't have laid that because I think people were just we were fans of Kevin Holland. As so we made money on Kevin Holland, but I thought that people were just jumping on that he recently got a finish. Uh, I thought that fight was a little bit closer than the odds would have indicated, but now we are here with Daniel Rodriguez, still on the fight card, at the 170, fighting a Gabriel Green, who is a lightweight, I don't got much for you on Gabriel Green, I don't know much about him, his nickname's Gifted, he's 9-2, pro MMA, he f- has well, at least one fight in Bellator, two fights in Bellator, but he was more of a regional guy that get brought into Philip Picard, as Bellator would tend to do. I do not recognize his camp. I know nothing about this guy. There are no odds on it. Um, I would assume when there are odds, Daniel Rodriguez is going to be a massive, massive favorite. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and break the suspense and say my pick will be Dana rodriguez and hopefully they after this fight after this quick finish they could rebook the kevin holland fight for the future when everyone can make weight (laughs) mike what are your thoughts do you think that my idea of the miss weight possibility was is way off do you think he's actually horribly injured kevin holland that is do you know anything about this gabriel green and do you think Dana rodriguez just smashes
0: yeah, man, I'm super sad that Kevin Holland isn't going to fight because he, he's super exciting when he does show up. So I, I thought this fight was going to be a banger, man. I, I really was kind of favoring the chance that the underdog Rodriguez. He's a southpaw. He strikes pretty well, and he he you know Hispanics uh, generally have really good gas tanks that you can count on and, and good chin. So I really thought it might have been a trouble situation for Holland. Um, but like you said, he's cutting weight, going down. He just had a fight. The injury thing is very very slim to none chances dude i it's so slim that's not even funny i mean what do you mean you're training what are we doing you're training you're not training bro training camp's over bro you just had a huge training camp you just fought in one you won like a minute i mean what do you need to do run on a treadmill and fucking that's it dude i mean i, I don't get it so like you said i think that you're more spot on with the fact that he was probably having trouble missing weight and that was the better excuse to not kill his uh stars or, or you know sh- the shine out of a star so but i think that daniel rodriguez is definitely going to roll here he's a southpaw like i said he's got a straight a front straight kick that's pretty good to keep the distance and then he crack you with a straight left so i I like the kid i just uh, don't know if he's got enough experience you know to to see the kevin holland if he could beat kevin holland or higher he's definitely going to beat this kid that i don't even know who's this green is
1: in the co-main event, we have Augusto Sakai. He is a -115 slight favorite versus Blagoy Ivanov -105. I was a long, long-time fan of Blagoy Ivanov. I loved watching him in Bellator ever since he had his near-death experience. Where he was brutally stabbed. For those of you who don't know that story, look it up. It's, it's pretty intense uh, reading it. And the, honestly, just the fact that the dude survived. Um, his big selling point was he had beat Fedor back when Fedor was something in a competitive Sambo match. And he just never came back uh, all the way to what he was pre near death experience. Uh, hung out in Bellator for a little bit, then it was in WSOF. He had one fight when it was PFL. Beat some names over there. I mean, he has he has not impressed me much in the UFC. He had a very close fight his last time out with Derek Lewis, as Derek Lewis fights tend to be. If there's not a Derek Lewis finish, he lost by split. Low output fight. Low output fight. Boring absolutely boring (laughs) in my opinion Um, he had a little bit of a run going there he did fight Ben Rothwell Ben Rothwell coming off his his, uh, USADA suspension the first time back Rothwell looked awful (laughs) Um, uh, I'm not just trying to find ways to justify saying that Blagoje Ivanov isn't as good as I once thought I just don't think he is whereas Augusto Sakai has looked phenomenal he is big long fast good output good finishing ability will put it on you when he gets you to the brink uh like when he just fought uh martin tabura just got that as soon as he saw him hurt he laid it on but it wasn't the reckless laying on like how uh uh, shane carwin used to have where i mean shane carwin hit harder but would just like put everything there which eventually will bite you if a guy can kind of survive each follow-up shot by sakai was formulated and hit in formulated and hit in the exact spot he wanted to until Tabora eventually just fell down i am utterly impressed with this kid um he's young enough he i'm not saying he's gonna be a champion that's obviously saying a lot but um well i don't know at heavyweight you only need to finish a couple somewhat names and they're going to thrust you into a title shot but i I could see him as a, a solid uh stick around top five top 10 guy for the foreseeable future so we really like Sakai here but I'm gonna throw it to Mike before we say anything further on this matchup so
0: Mike Augusto Sakai Ivanov. Ah oh man well I, I like Augusto Sakai a lot here I think that he's uh, much bigger a uh, 6'3 uh, black boy is like 5'10 at best um, he's gonna give up some a good size to Augusta after he cuts weight and uh, Augusta hits really really hard he's younger I just, I just believe everything just points to Augusta being the better combatant. I, I, Boy's boring. I don't, I just don't see any upside to him at all. So I really think that the longer, stronger, younger Sakai could come in here if he's super aggressive and just end uh, Boy's night. Blackerboy's, you know, lost before. He, he'll lose again. And Sakai is still super, super talented. He's only lost, I believe, one time, and it was not by knockout or anything like that. It was a decision, I believe. So uh, Augusta Sakai should win this fight easily. That's why I'm going to pick him as my bet and be throwing down. the. What's the odds at right now? He is currently minus 115. So we'll be throwing down the 1.15 units to make 100. And uh, we'll cash in that bet once he knocks that old man out. In the main event. Yes, I am keeping my promise
1: that I promised all of you last week if you need to go back and quick listen to the last like three minutes of the show go back and do it both me and mike we vowed we promised you we that did. we would not bet that we would not bet on this fight that we would not bet on gilbert burns versus tyrone woodley and you know what we're keeping our damn promise i'm not betting anything with gilbert burns versus tyrone woodley no
0: yeah, way fuck, man fuck that bait
1: oh no way no way i have I have made so much money on both of these men as underdogs, um, and I have lost money more recently on each one of them because uh, I jumped off the train too early on Burns <laughs> and I held onto the train a little bit too long on Woodley. But uh, I am staying away from this fight till I see where these guys are at. I am not 100% sure uh, how Burns will do against the upper echelon at welterweight. I do think that Woodley's wrestling can give him fits, and he can't do the same things that he's done to other guys at welterweight that he can do to woodley remember um, this this goes back to part of the reason that we we're betting on sakai as well being at the apex this is in the smaller octagon which is substantially smaller and leads to more finishes so if the guy that you like is more likely to get finished or to finish uh bet accordingly. (laughs) It's another 10 to 15% higher chance of finishes in the smaller cage. And of the two that's going to get the finish, it would be Woodley. He's got that power. Um, He doesn't throw a lot, but he's got that power. Um, I'm just going to pick Woodley here, but I do not have a bet at all on this one. Mike, where are you at for the main?
0: Well, man, it just seems like there's so many Tyrone Woodley haters out there that they just forget how good he really is and how many fight camps he's had in the upper echelon of the sport i mean he's fought world-class jiu-jitsu artists like damian maya i mean well-rounded fighters like uh i believe mcdonald uh, there's there's just so many people that he's fought that he has gained skills from gilbert burns is super talented i love his jiu-jitsu he's got some random power but his striking still is not there to me at, for the upper echelon so i i just think that tyrone woodley has been here too many times he has been doubted too many times. And if he wants to go in there and murk someone, that he could do that because his wrestling is well-rounded and he's got super heavy hands. And I believe he's a better striker than uh, Burns. And I, don't, I just don't see Burns getting him down easily. So I'm going to go with Tyrone Woodley by TKO KO. And I, I just really believe that Tyrone Woodley will get this in, in the main event. Now, quickly going over our bets for this
1: card in case you missed them. Earlier, we have a five-unit max bet, bet at minus 270 on Casey Kenny. He's going to absolutely wrestle and destroy Louis Smolka, maybe even get us up. Uh, we have one unit on Caitlin Chikagian at plus 115, and we have to win one unit on Augusto Sakai at minus 115. Now, quickly before we close, I want to let everyone know out there we talked about it last week. Obviously, past guest of the show, Ken Shamrock. A new book has come out about him. His book, Shamrock, World's Most Dangerous Man. Me and Mike are in the process of getting through that book. We've talked to Ken. He wants to come back on and go deep on that book. Go further than maybe even the book goes. Give his perspective on what's going on. So if you haven't yet bought that book, buy Ken's book, read Ken's book. You will get more out of that interview when it happens, when you know all the particulars. Now, before we sign off for the night, Mike, do you have anything else left to tell the people or anything going on in your life? Anything about
0: uh, Ken or upcoming events or upcoming fights that you just you need to get off your chest? No, mostly you just hit on the nose there talking about the world's most dangerous man and his new book coming out I mean if you're an MMA fan new or old you need to go and read that book and, and catch up on the legend and all the stories that go deep back in time it's really super exciting and it's just important for you to learn as a fan just go read the book and if you guys got some special questions we'll be one of the only podcasts that will have uh, the exclusives with Ken Shamrock probably about a three part series so we could go in depth over his book so if you want some if you want your an, your question answered try to hit us up on twitter and we will try to add your question into the podcast uh, for fun and we just appreciate all you guys always listening to us uh, we can't thank you enough for standing through with us through all the time from the beginning with no audio or good audio to what we have now and just we'll get better and better and cash these bets for you yes and we will give you guys an update on when we have a specific date for when all that
1: stuff is going to go on but you know what it's big book It's actually quite a fast rate. It's a page turn. I'm not done yet, but uh, it goes pretty quick. But uh, it's about like 594, I think, in terms of pages. But it goes pretty quick uh, as you read it because there's just there's just so much going on in it. Um, But we will be back next week. Yes, there are more fights on the horizon. UFC 250 is June 6th. We got some title fights. We got a pay per view. Kind of like lackluster pay per view, but who knows, we might get added to it between then and now. Now, don't forget to subscribe to us on your platform of choice Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast podcast just a straight RSS feed. Remember to subscribe to us on YouTube for both full length shows as well as smaller tidbits of the show. Like, comment, and share. And with that, let's, let's roll. roll.